0: Welcome to the Homemakers Podcast, and we are really excited today to be talking with another one of our Christmas movie actresses. It's so fun. We're talking with Annie Clark today, who was the star of Ghost of Christmas Past, which we've been talking about quite a bit here on this channel lately. Uh, and we're so excited to have you on. Thank you so much, Annie, for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. So fun to talk about Christmas in May. I know, doesn't it just cheer you <laughs> up? It, it does. It really me.
1: does. It's uh, yeah, the countdown's on for
0: this <laughs> year already yeah there's something that it's just because you get kind of lost in all at least I do all the Christmas movies in in the season so when you see one out of season it's just like yay
1: that's so true I never thought about it like you really can watch these movies all year round oh yeah for some reason we just like to save them up and cram them into like a month
0: yeah well it's so funny that I mean because I enjoyed Ghosts of Christmas past but uh but it just kind of happened that we ended up having uh our on friendship episode of ghost of christmas past and then i was able to read shannon the shannon lammer the writer and so we talked with her and then we were able to talk to you so it's like we have practically a whole week of just ghost of christmas past coverage. that's so exciting i love it getting a jump on the season <laughs> that's right <laughs> So what we like to do when we have a guest on, we always like to find out a little bit about how you got started doing what you do. Uh, I know you were like a teen actress. Uh, how did that mm-hmm. all just happen?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, so I'm based in Toronto in Canada and uh, we actually have a pretty thriving industry out here and I grew up in the city. So I actually knew another kid who was an actor and I always dreamed of being an actor and he and I went to camp together And I just was always asking him questions about how he got to be an actor when he was a kid. And my parents always wanted me to wait till I was older, but I kept pestering them. And it turns out his mom is actually a big casting director here in Toronto. And he got me in for an audition with her. She gave me my first part when I was 14. And then I got an agent from there and the rest is history. So I was on a, a Canadian show called Degrassi when I was in my teens and I was on that for about four or five years. So that kind of brought me into adulthood. And then uh, I've been lucky enough in my, I'm almost in my thirties to be doing uh, these, these lifetime and homework movies, which yeah. I love to do.
0: Well, and Degrassi has a pretty big following, especially, I think it's on Netflix now or one of those streamers uh, yeah, uh... one of
1: the, uh, it's on HBO max now.
0: Oh, HBO max. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what was that like? Did you, did you do uh homeschool on set or, uh, what was your kind of that experience like?
1: Yeah. So we had to do both when we were on set, we had to do two hours of schooling every single day, no matter what, even if you finished all your scenes, you still had to stay to do your school hours But then at the same time, I was going to normal high school at the exact same time. And since it was an ensemble cast, we wouldn't always be in every single day. We shot for nine months of the year. But depending on how how much you were in the the certain episode, uh, that would depend on your schedule. And then so some weeks I would be going to normal high school and then some weeks I would be fully on set in fake high school. So it was. It was kind of a balancing act, but it worked out well. I got to graduate with my friends on time and I got to still be involved in regular high school. So it was it was a great experience. I got like double the experience that most teenagers get.
0: People like recognize like, oh my gosh, that's Fiona from Degrassi. Yeah,
1: especially here in Toronto because it's just such a, a Toronto a Canadian show. Uh-huh. So uh, I feel like everyone in Toronto knows someone who was on Degrassi kind of like a joke around here. But even in the States, it was on Teen Nick on uh, the Nickelodeon network for years. So I find that, that in America, people tend to recognize this as well.
0: Was that demanding basically kind of having a job, a full-time job as a, as a teenager? It
1: was, but it never, I don't know, it never felt like work to me. And it's also what I wanted to do since I was super little. So I think for me, I was like, this is natural. Of course, I always said I was going to be an actress. So I love this. And it was a little weird during the summers when my friends would be going to camp and traveling and I would be working throughout the summer. But honestly, it was the most fun job I could ever think of. So I didn't feel like I was
0: missing anything you keep it in touch with your with your castmates from De- oh yeah yeah
1: yeah we're all super close I think especially working together in those really formative years it's like you just are so bonded to those people so some of my best friends in the world are from the show and uh past roommates and a few of us lived together and traveled together so yeah they'll be
2: friends for life yeah That's cool. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor of the podcast. From Jenny Martz, the USA Today bestselling author of award-winning books filled with love, laughter, and always a happily ever after, comes a sweet, funny, and heartfelt Western romance that will have you swooning. Jenny Martz's Cowboy Ever After is a fish-out-of-water, grumpy, sunshine romance that follows a shy author from the city her jaded cowboy host and their journey to trust and love again over a week together on a ranch in Montana. The perfect romance for your summer reading list, Publishers Weekly calls Cowboy Ever After a sweet tale that will have readers eager to return to this picture-perfect Montana town. Available now on Amazon and in stores at Barnes & Noble and select bookstores. For more information about Cowboy Ever After and other titles by Jenny Martz, visit www.jennymartz.com. That's www.jennymartz.com or use the affiliate link in the description section below. So
0: it looked like you had done mostly kind of more thrillers after Degrassi. Uh, And uh, that must be fun to do those thrillers.
1: Oh, yeah. And it was such a 180 from Degrassi, too, Mm -hmm. which was kind of a cool experience. Yeah, I did one movie right after I finished Degrassi um, and I was in every single scene of the movie, which was also a cool change of pace because like I said, Degrassi is an ensemble cast. So there wasn't one star of the show. We were all series regulars and we were kind of sharing the spotlight. So it was very demanding to suddenly go to the schedule where I'm in all day, every single day. But it was it was such a cool experience as an actor to
0: try something new. Yeah. That's cool. So with Ghosts of Christmas Past, ha- did you audition for the part or did they come to you? They actually
1: came to me for the part. I, They never explicitly said it to me, but I believe that someone else was cast and for whatever reason couldn't do it or had to drop out because I basically heard that they wanted me for the part a week before we started shooting. Wow. And I needed to let them know by that night. And it was, it just... I got the call. It all happened so quickly and it was the best experience ever. Probably one of my favorite filming experiences. So I feel so lucky that they thought of me for it because I made some great friends. It was so much fun. And I mean, who doesn't love Christmas? So yeah. filming a Christmas movie in August, September, it was yeah. hot, but fun.
0: <laughs> this Was this your first Christmas movie? The, yeah, this is my yeah. first Christmas movie. Hopefully
1: not the last
0: yes we need more
1: (laughs) I'm actually starting on a new not a Christmas movie but uh another movie with the same production company in one
0: week oh good yeah I I thought that it was a really fun script uh and particularly the whole idea of ghosting I think it's a kind of an interesting one and uh I don't know what did you think about the movie and like kind of what it had to say about ghosting
1: I thought it was such a cool sort of change of pace for these types of movies. I think one of the reasons why they're so popular is because we love the, the tropes and this, you know, the sort of predictable storylines. For some reason, it's just it's so appealing knowing how it's going to go. And although this movie had a lot of the same sort of template that most Hallmark Lifetime TV movies have, I felt like this one had more of a modern spin on it and uh, not everything was so predictable. And I had a lot of people, a lot of family members say that they learned about ghosting from oh, really? my movie. So <laughs> I think it taught people a thing or uh-huh. two. Um, yeah, so I just thought it was such a cool sort of modern take on it, uh, having the technology mm-hmm. sort of um, yeah woven into the story. I haven't seen yeah. that in many other movies.
0: Well, and it was fun to have the fact that that Dan's character you had ghosted him and he's helping you with the ghosting, like that it was a cute, dynamic kind of uh you've got male shop around the corner kind of feel to it, I think.
1: Totally you've got male mm-hmm. vibes. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that I I mean these movies can be predictable, but I feel like we did a pretty good job yeah. of you know you didn't know exactly where it was going to go from the first scene you know maybe halfway through the movie you went wait a second i think she might have ghosted this guy
0: yeah no i agree because <laughs> there were other guys that along the way that could have been possible love interests i mean you you knew in the end oh it's gonna be with dan but uh, but uh i forget his character's name but anyway you knew that it charlie. was gonna be, charlie that's right charlie <laughs> but uh but I, I liked the whole dynamic between the two of them about work because it's hard to know sometimes, like when, when are you just being ambitious and when are you being, oh, you're overworking, you're doing too much because I, I've, i said this many times on this podcast, I have zero work-life balance. My work is my entire life, <laughs> and, but I love what I do. So I don't care. And I don't have like family or, you know, something like that, that's needing more mm. of my attention. So I can do that but uh but I don't know it's just sometimes hard to find that balance of work and uh, you know not being lazy but also not like being too much I don't know I thought that was an interesting dynamic especially they
1: were sort of two ends of the spectrum yeah it was cool that they kind of met in the middle in the end
0: yeah especially that scene where you chastise him for sending the sending the um the copy to uh because you, you, you don't think it's good enough and you you kind of read him out and he's like well I really didn't send it mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good scene. I know
1: and by then her foot was already in her mouth so
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that
1: scene was important to us to make it so it wasn't uh it wasn't too harsh but it was supposed to be sort of you know a climactic moment of the movie where you don't know if they're they're going to come back from this if yeah. if they've sort of
0: said too much it is kind of a, a lizzie rejecting darcy moment you know where you're like i don't know how these two are going to get together but uh yeah. <laughs> you know that they are but you don't see it uh yeah so it was good and uh it, and they were both pretty complex characters like neither one was perfect and so that always helps when you're Uh, getting invested in character especially when this when they have so little time in these kind of movies to really develop the characters
1: that's true yeah Mm -hmm. and I really credit Dan also like he's such an incredible actor and I feel like he did such a good job of making his character so lovable like you didn't find him annoying you know you didn't find his sort of uh class clowniness (laughs) annoying because he just I feel like he played it so well
0: Yeah I agree and I thought you two had really good chemistry and I was just wondering did you get a chance to do a chemistry read at all or have any time together before you just go?
1: No I met him the one of the very first scenes so I met him on set and one of the very first scenes we had to do was pretty late in the movie and we already were supposed to have, um, have that moment where we almost kiss and it's like a scene right after that so it was super hard to sort of situate where we were in the script and meeting someone new and it's funny because since I had been cast so late, he I actually had a message from him on Instagram and he had said like, hey, I'm gonna be playing your co-star, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But I didn't see the message in time. So he thought I had just ghosted him. Oh no. <laughs> before shooting. And I was like, no, 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 I didn't see the message. I didn't I didn't not reply on purpose. So that was <laughs> a funny, funny sort of like art imitating life.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that scene when you almost kiss and then he uh, he uh, he puts his phone in the sink. Yeah. And he's yeah. like <laughs> you're like what are you doing? Why are you, why are you putting your phone in the sink? Oh no.
1: And that's something that on the page when I read the script I'm like, "Oh, this has the potential to be really funny. I hope they get someone with great comedic timing." And then luckily they did because yeah. I mean, I feel like he made that that scene even better.
0: Yeah. Well, I loved the, the whole element of her being a video game designer of Ellie being a video game designer. I thought that that was creative and I've never seen it before in one of these kind of movies. And I loved the little video game. It was cute. Uh, I, I, don't know, I thought that was, that was a, and it feels like the kind of career that a woman would have to kind of, I don't know if it's true or not, but it feels like the kind of career that a woman would have to do extra to be noticed yeah in, the it director feels like a more male dominated curve to me
1: absolutely. The director yeah. and I actually talked about that about, yeah, that's sort of some of where Ellie's tenacity comes from and and her uh you know perfectionism because she has to work a little harder maybe than Charlie does to be taken seriously. and she's obviously pretty high up in her field, and I think it was cool for the movie to show that it was a, sort of a little. Feminist yeah. angle.
0: Well, and she's really critical of him for not taking the promotion. But the only reason that he's not taking the promotion is so he can be with her, which is super cute. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was. There are so many cute moments. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I I also thought it was interesting the relationship between Ellie and her mother, um, and I think the gift giving was a good tool to kind of show that because she's obviously really insecure about her mother, thinks her mother's judging her, judging her career, judging her life. And she's now has to get the present for her mother. And it's it was, people can be so hard to get presents for It can be very stressful. Yeah.
1: And that sort of brings in the more Christmassy element of the movie yeah. too, to have it be done through a gift. And also Ellie at the beginning of the movie is trying to sort of find a quick fix For a gift or something, she can maybe throw some money at the situation. But in the end, it's the mom. Really, what she wanted was something thoughtful and sentimental, and that sort of finally clued in for Ellie.
0: Some people are my father's impossible. He's so hard to shop for.
1: (laughs) Yeah, dads are hard, (laughs) but they don't want anything. I -hmm. find so it's like.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, because once you're an adult you can buy any, for the most part, you can buy what anybody else could could give you. Yeah. Right? And
2: exactly. so, <laughs> so it's hard.
0: We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies merch store.
2: Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life?
0: What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party?
2: Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store
0: or see the link in the description.
2: That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies.
0: I, I, I liked the dynamic. I mean, considering really her mom's only in a few scenes, I thought that that relationship was developed pretty well.
1: Yeah, totally. And th- that actress was so fantastic, too. I feel like in, in only a few scenes, she just brought so much mm-hmm. of that. You, you felt a history uh, between us, and yeah, I thought it was an interesting element to the movie that they didn't have to include, but it made the world richer and it sort of it spoke to why Ellie is the way that she is.
0: Yeah, and I really liked the whole element of the fortune teller. Like I want to go to this company party. This thing like <laughs> right? a fun party. <laughs>
1: I know, you could be missing out on a huge warning.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, creative.
1: And it added like a little uh, supernatural kind uh-huh. of kooky element, but it, I feel like it wasn't too oh. over the done, over over the top, or overdone. Where, yeah, where it wasn't
0: believable. Yeah, it just kind of had like <laughs> a hope. little bit of magic, like big or something like that. Kind of totally. A, a yeah, feel. that's a good yeah. Uh, so, what do you think about ghosting? What do you think is the cutoff for how long? Like if if you've only been communicating with somebody for a couple of weeks, then that is that considered ghosting or what? What do you think? What do you think is ghosting?
1: I I think a couple weeks for sure. I think honestly, I think you should never ghost. I think it's the mature thing to just say, "Hey, I'm not feeling it, not feeling a romantic spark, but all the best to you. You seem like a great person. I just I feel like." Why can't you take take the extra minute to just send that text, let someone cut them loose? Uh, so I think if it's if you've been talking for more than a week or two, then I would say just just send that goodbye text.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably my I mean, why not. Person. Just be because you never know if you keep up a good relationship with somebody, they may know somebody who you end up connecting with. Like you, you, keeping your there's no reason to burn bridges unnecessarily
1: yes I I totally agree unless they've said something like rude I think you can ghost if someone's being rude to you but if they're just you know a nice person and you're just not feeling it I don't see why you can't just uh come out and say it but
0: no judgment although (laughs) I I have to say Ellie is much more successful at online dating than I am getting out of these people I
1: couldn't believe the amount of dates too. Yeah. And how does she find the time to be I... having, you know, all these conversations on the go at once?
0: Yeah. Well, and then she, and she's a workaholic at the same time, but, uh, <laughs> I liked that. I think it was Kevin was the one that was sick. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. That,
0: was, that was very, you've got mainly. Totally. And that mm-hmm. wasn't
1: even an online, like that was a setup through my brother. So
0: right. that yeah. was
1: kind of you, even when I read the script I thought oh is there potential there but obviously she has to end up
0: with Charlie in the end did you want to take all of her sweaters Ellie's sweaters
1: yes I actually did take uh I did take a couple pieces Mart. of clothing but yeah everyone well not I didn't steal it like they not it. right no I know <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> Yeah, no, her wardrobe was so fun and really comfortable. Actually, other than the fact that we were shooting in August, so it was a bit sweltering hot. Mm-hmm. But everyone commented on on my sweaters when they saw oh, the they movie. were cute.
0: <laughs> I loved the whole production design of the movie. I just little details. Probably somebody that that doesn't watch 120 of a Christmas movies wouldn't notice. <laughs> but I loved in her office how she had the the Christmas tree on the wall.
1: Yeah, I thought that was so true. cute,
0: and uh um, just I I, I really liked that. every Christmas tree I thought was really well done, and and I I I just I don't know, it was just a cute movie.
1: It was like they they did well with the Christmas decorations without it being just too classic. It felt like an green. office. Like they yeah. yeah, totally. And even her in her condo, it was very very chic mm-hmm. decorations.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And I loved the ending. I mean, I think her brother and sister in law were hilarious with their sort of commentary. Oh, were they great? They're so I funny. I love them. I want a spinoff movie of them. <laughs> and you had like Team Charlie and Team Ellie, and and then when he shows up, she's left. He shows up, and they're all like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah!"
1: Just trying? that classic, that classic mix-up moment. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that was that was my favorite scene, probably.
0: Yeah. It was that was really funny, and then the ending was great. Oh, you're, you're, I'm blinky for life. <laughs> it was,
1: you he's have like, I to have kiss. that.
0: Yeah. It's like, I got to kiss you before midnight, <laughs> just to be safe.
1: <laughs> and he did. He got yeah. it in.
0: It was so cute. <laughs> and then yeah. of
1: course the movie, just as soon as they kiss, the movie just wraps up and
0: mm-hmm.
1: happily ever after.
0: Yeah. Our friends, uh, a friend podcast of ours is called one kiss means forever. The care of these movies and there's always one kiss um, maybe sometimes you'll get two if you're lucky with these movies yes.
1: <laughs> yeah that's so true it's you're building up to that to that moment in the end
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I love it I love yeah. these movies too they well it make you feel good
0: yeah and this was just a really good example of friends to lovers I thought that trope that that you see their chemistry building throughout but then there's also like you said moments where you think oh it's not going to work.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also in this one, I thought I've seen some other ones where the two people hate each other and then right. they end up falling in love. And I really liked the vibe of their relationship even before it turned romantic because, because Ellie never had a problem with Charlie. She liked Charlie outside of work. She liked, but she just didn't yeah. want to be working with him. She didn't feel like he was serious enough. So I like that it totally was more of a work friendship turns to lovers but there was never any actual animosity between them
0: yeah the um enemies to lovers it's a lot harder to pull off i think and what they what because people are always trying to do prime prejudice of course Mm -hmm. and the the thing that people miss is that in pride and prejudice both lizzie and darcy are beloved by everybody around them except for each other they just don't like each other so you know that if they could wise up that they would both be perfect but they just don't realize it themselves until you know obviously until they need to but uh, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of these enemies lovers get wrong is they just have them be hateful and so you don't care about either of them you're not rooting for either of them. you certainly don't want them together that's a really good
1: point yeah, yeah. and i feel like his character was beloved in the office and, oh yeah yeah and yeah and so was mine so it did make sense in the end for us to be paired together on a project.
0: Yeah. And they both were hard workers. It's just that they had this sort of misconception about each other.
1: And different styles of yeah. of working too.
0: Mm-hmm. So I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good romantic comedy, funny movie. I thought it was well done. It had, uh, I don't know. It was just one of my favorites of the holiday season last year so. thank
1: you so much i love to hear that that's so (laughs) awesome and that is high praise because they're like you said there's 120 movies (laughs) that is that is high praise when i was so
0: bummed because they released it on like a a tuesday it wasn't even on a weekend it was one of their best of the whole season and people didn't find out about it because
1: and it didn't even air in canada yeah so it, uh yeah, so many people here uh, didn't get to see it, but it's supposed to air in Canada this coming Christmas. So we'll see what yeah. kind of time slot we get. But mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, hopefully I have another Christmas movie coming up yeah. by next season.
0: Wow. We'll definitely be looking out for it. That's for sure. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon.
2: Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas?
0: Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes?
2: If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not
0: only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family.
2: Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year.
0: We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films.
2: As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers.
0: So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it.
2: Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more.
0: That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. We have some holiday questions, some fun holiday questions since, yeah, since you're here for a Christmas movie. All (laughs) right. First question is, what is your favorite holiday drink?
1: Oh, holiday drink.
0: Okay. Well, I drank no some
1: crazy, uh, I drank some crazy drinks in the movie that were pretty much just Kool-Aid and sort of interesting candy canes and things. Yeah. I would love like, uh, I love like a spiked cider.
0: Oh, okay. Probably. Mm, or that's just good. normal
1: cider, hot cider.
0: Yeah, that's good. All right. What's your favorite holiday cookie or treat?
1: Gingerbread. Love it. Mm. Love ginger, anything.
0: Okay. What's your favorite Christmas song or carol?
1: Uh, I mean, this is so basic, but I love all I want for Christmas is you as Mm -hmm. like a Christmas song. And then I guess more of a classic. I love, um, white Christmas by Bing Crosby.
0: Yeah. Can't go wrong. Neither of those. And white Christmas
1: is my favorite. Uh, Christmas movies.
0: So. Well, that's the next question. Yeah, what's your favorite <laughs> your favorite classic Christmas movie? White why Christmas. Christmas? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, and mean, and they did bring in a lot of Christmas Carol into the into Ghost of Christmas Past, which is fun. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, they did. That was and, clever. And
1: I think they were trying to, yeah, they were trying to sort of draw a comparison between my character and Scrooge, which was funny because my character kept being like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that's not a good comparison
0: well i mean and especially when you think of the whole idea of ghosting and ghosts and christmas past and all that it 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 makes sense yeah it was clever all right speaking of speaking of this uh which do you like better scrooge or the grinch the grinch okay yeah Uh, that's fun clear lights or colored i like clear okay
1: yeah would
0: you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman
1: Build a snowman okay. for
0: sure. <laughs> Are you a good gift wrapper or not?
1: I am, and I love to do it. It's one of my favorite parts. Put on a movie. Actually, my gift wrapping is when I usually watch the most Hallmark and Lifetime movies. It's okay. my favorite little combo yeah. of Christmas activities.
0: It's a good thing to have on just in the background. You're putting on you're putting your tree up, that kind of thing.
1: Oh, it's the best. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, last question. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? You
1: know, I actually don't have an ugly Christmas sweater. I do have a Christmas t shirt that has the Beatles on it and they're all wearing Christmas hats, which I really oh. like. I wouldn't say it's ugly though. I would say right. it's really cool.
0: <laughs> I mean, you've got all the nice sweaters from the movie. Exactly.
1: I have nice <laughs> sweaters and then I have that one Christmas shirt, but I, I might have to invest. If I'm going to be in more Christmas movies, I'm going to have to get an ugly Christmas sweater.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think so. Especially if you're up there in Canada, it's freezing.
1: I know. I know. I don't know why I, I've missed that trend somehow.
0: Well, very good. You passed the test. You answered all the questions.
1: Oh, great.
0: (laughs) Uh, But thank you so much for coming to talk with us. This was a blast. I really enjoyed it. It was great getting to know you. And uh, do you have social media or anything like you, like that you'd like to share? Uh, I do.
1: Yeah. I'm just Annie underscore underscore clark on instagram
0: okay okay we'll <laughs> it looks that, like
1: just one but double in underscore.
0: Okay. we'll put that in the description thanks. thanks much and uh and if people are listening let us know what you think about all the things we talked about make sure you check out our on friendship episode of ghosts of christmas past because we talk all about it for an hour. Uh, so make sure you listen to that <laughs> and, uh, and you can find the podcast, the homework, Keys pod and Homer Keys podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your five-star reviews. That helps us a lot. And, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please leave the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the Patreon group and merch store. Check that out. And thanks so much, Annie. This was a blast. Really appreciate it. And Merry Christmas in May.
1: Thank you. Merry Christmas (laughs) for now and next December.
0: Bye. (laughs)